Thank you, Brother Bob, and welcome to Community Baptist Church and to our jointly held Bible conference with Faith Baptist Church. Pastor Tracy Daniels here, and his crowd is here. This is the first time ever, and it looks like it's been a success so far. I want to welcome all of you and our special guests that are here. Brother Al Williams was here and spoke to us in Sunday school class this morning, and then we have Pastor Perry Cunningham from Nassau, and three of his men are here with him. And one estranged one is sitting back there, but we know him pretty well, Brother Gary Cooper, and they had a little bit of a reunion a little bit ago. Brother Royce Powell and his wife, Glenda, are here this morning. We're glad to have them and looking forward to all these that will be speaking in the conference. Mark uh, Summers is back here and Philip Stansel's right here. And, well, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. In your bulletin, you might want to note... A couple changes. Um, you'll notice on Wednesday at 11 a.m. it says Royce Powell slash Jim Brooks. We had kind of held that open maybe for Brother Jim to speak, but he's feeling well enough that he thinks he wants to try to speak tomorrow. So we're going to switch him out, and Brother Tracy's going to give him his place on Monday. So Monday at 11 a.m., you might want to pencil in there. And just pencil it, Jim Brooks. If he's feeling well enough, he'll speak. And then also on Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, you see my name in there. That's not supposed to be me. That's supposed to be Mark Summers. And so Mark will be speaking on at that time. Okay. I think that's all the corrections I have to make for that. And we have a couple of other announcements. Number one, it's warm in here. The AC's running wide open, going as hard as it'll go, and it's just one of those days. So you'll have to bear with us through all of that. We'll get up to Tracy's church tonight where it's really cool. All right? <laughs> we hope. Yeah, it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a hundred tomorrow. Hundred and one on Tuesday. So it's not it's gonna warm up. And then on, on Wednesday, I want to remind everybody that we're having a um, a barbecue on Wednesday for supper, and that starts at what time on Wednesday? Uh, 5.30. 5.30. And so we're providing the barbecue uh, from Fat Mike's, and we're asking all the ladies or each family or whatever to bring in some kind of a dish that will go with um, barbecue. Now, some of you need some help with that, so that would be things like no, no, I was thinking more like banana pudding, you know, things like that. I, I, I figured they got that other part down. I'm, th I'm thinking it more along the line of desserts. You know, you might need some help there. Brownies. Yeah, brownies, you know, things like that. That goes good with barbecue. Okay, so you remember that. Um, you're, every single person here is welcome to come uh, Wednesday at 530, and that's at Faith Baptist, and it'll be a crowd, but we'll have fun. All right, we're looking forward to that. Oh, we'll have some, yeah, we'll keep the food out for after the service, and then there won't be any, right. Okay, anybody that didn't get a bulletin, you need one? we got a few extras left here. I think, well, okay, one over here, and looks like everybody else got a bulletin. Okay, back over on the other side, then, Brother Harris, when you're down there. Okay. That'll take care of take care of the bulletins. All 
All right, we're going to take up our morning offering. We'll have a word of prayer here. We take we usually prayer requests here. We're much more laid back, but for sake of time, we will just mention uh, that we keep a prayer list, and our folks know who's on the list for the most part. We have people that we're praying regularly for, and Jim Brooks would be one of those, and um, Ivine Cricket, who's not here. She has three requests on uh, that we're praying for and, and others that we want to keep in, in mind as we take up our offering and have a word of prayer. So we'll pray, and then our men will come. We'll take up our offering, and um, you got some special music over here. And then following that, are you going to do it during prayer? I mean, during the offering. Okay, do it during the offering. We'll just do it that way. And Brother Robert Meyer, who's here with us this morning, is going to come and sing, and Ellen will accompany him. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning. And we want to do, indeed, remember uh, those that we've mentioned here by name and others that are such an extensive list, Father, that we couldn't name them all. And we want to hold them up before you and be dutiful in our responsibilities as intercessors and to hold them up before your name and, and your throne and to call upon heaven for help and grace and mercy in their time of need. And Lord, we know that the infirmity of body takes its toll and many are suffering this morning. We pray, God, that you would uh, either bless with healing or give them grace and strength to endure the trial that they're facing and that they would look to heaven for help. Lord, we ask that you would minister to each and every need. And Lord, for the offering we're about to take, that that would be um, used of you in a, in a mighty way to further and accomplish your ends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And, of course, the offering now would be for uh, Community Baptist Church. Those of you from faith, you can make your check to faith, and we'll get, turn that over, or you can just wait and turn it in later, however you want to do that. Okay? Thanks. Okay, Robert's going to come sing now, accompanied by Pastor Pastor Daniel's wife here, Ellen Daniels. I thought you guys were going to sing during the offering. That's all right. I, I figured if you sang, you'd get more money. Um, for my first text, no. The Bible says in Philippians, um, wherefore, talking about the Lord Jesus, God hath exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father um, there's not a lot of power in the name of Baptists especially in Australia I saw in a uh, Encyclopedia. It said it listed the different churches. It said 
Church of England, Catholic, Presbyterians, and others. Didn't even list the Baptists. And there's not a lot of power in the name of Baptist International Missions. And I know there's not a lot of power in my name. You can call my creditors. Um, but there is a name above every name. And that's the name of Lord Jesus. And in this one song, it says, While kings and kingdoms shall forgotten be, through mist or rain, to a bee be clouded never, that name shall shine and shine eternally. <clears throat> there have been names that I have loved to hear, but never has there been a name so dear to this heart of mine as the name divine, the precious, precious name of Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Just the same as his lovely name, and that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. I've learned to know a name I highly treasure. Oh, how it thrills my spirit through and through. Oh, precious name beyond degree or measure. Oh, wondrous name of him so kind and true my heart is stirred whenever i think of jesus that blessed name which sets the captive free the only name through which i salvation no name on earth has meant so much to me that name brings gladness to a soul in sorrow it makes life's shadows and its clouds depart bring strength and weakness for today tomorrow that name brings healing to an aching heart that name still lives and will live on forever while kings and kingdoms will forgotten be through mist or rain, twill be beclouded never. That name 
shall shine and shine eternally. My heart is stirred whenever I think of Jesus, that blessed name which set this captive free, the only name through which I find salvation. No name on earth has meant so much to me. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Very well done, and thank you, Robert. Appreciate that so much. All right. This is what we come for here, right? Preaching. Brother Perry Cunningham, um, I guess I probably got to know you in 1975. If it wasn't 75, it was 76. But all I can tell you, it seems like it was a long time ago. And uh, he's been a very dear brother, and along with these that have come with him. And I've, you just don't know how I feel in my heart about these men and uh, what a treasure and precious men they are and the fellowship that we've enjoyed over the years. Perry is pastor of Gospel Light Baptist Church and has been a school administrator and still is at one of the local high schools, R.M. Bailey uh, School there in Nassau. And how many? You got what you have, four or five or six administrators? In six. Six, something like that. And he holds one of those positions and, and has a great opportunity to minister with the public school kids there. So it's a great thing. And so we're thrilled and privileged to have him come this morning. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here this morning. It is indeed a tremendous privilege to be here at the Community Baptist Church. Um, we just like to recognize, like to recognize the men who are with me uh, from Gospel Light Baptist Church. I've been pastoring for uh, officially for two years. I've been the leader of the church for six years, and the turn of events in my life is just amazing of God uh, work and brought me to this point to pastor a group of people who know the Lord for such a long time. And uh, with me this morning, I have uh, two of our ministers who were just recently ordained to assist me in church administration as Minister Albert uh, Simmons. You kindly stand. And along with him is Minister um, Gary Watkins. And uh, the other gentleman there is uh, Deacon Patrick Watkins. We have six deacons and uh, three of the ministers to assist with the administration of the church. And so it is a joy to work with such men, humble, and have followed the Lord for so many years. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the Community Baptist Church and the uh, uh, Pastor Tracy Daniels Church as well 
of your kind assistance. Um, when they came to Nassau, they came just loaded. They came with boxes and bags and they a lot of weight. They came with a lot of books. And of course, there are a number of Bibles that they brought. And those Bibles were sent on to the high school where I am, the Aaron Bailey Senior High School. There is a club. There is a, a group of students are in a movement we call the Student Christian Movement. And they are some of the choice students in the entire school. The school has about 1,000 students, uh, grades 10 through 12. I happen to be one of the administrators. And so that donation was made uh, to them uh, to use. And they are very assertive uh, in terms of their evangelism. And what we find, we find a neat correlation uh, among this group in terms of their academic achievement. The ones who are spiritually astute, those who are spiritually doing the work of God, we find in our academic records that they're some of the best students. So we have a deputy head girl who's a part of the group. We have two of the girls who are prefects, and they got scholarships that we awarded from a gospel-like Baptist church. And so it has to do with the fact that they are following the Lord. And, uh, and we appreciate the Bibles that you sent down, and God is making great use of that. It is a tremendous opportunity to be in a public school system because uh, there are kids there who are really hurting in so many ways. And the thing that they need most is to hear from God's Word and to see lives that have been transformed among their peers, along with uh, teachers, and uh, I try also to do some of the uh, uh, counseling there at the school. And so we appreciate all that. And then I always, I would like to say, it's always a joy with being with Brother Allen. Yes, it goes back to 1975. And he's the same man he was then and he is now. Just humble, uh, just mix and try to help. And we appreciate you so much, Brother. And uh, uh, we pray for you. We support you in the ministry here. And it is our prayer that God continue to prosper your life along with your family and the entire community of faith that God has given you the right to shepherd. Um, our hospi hospitality, your hospitality has been so good already. Uh, we kind of let it spoil. And uh, uh, with uh, Pastor Daniels and Pastor Alan Robinson here, we went out, we ate a couple of times already. And it was just an enjoyable time. The men came over to my place, 307, or my place where I'm staying, there in the hotel. And um, I knew I had to get myself prepared for this morning again, just to look over my notes, you know, and pray and meet with the Lord. And uh, this dear brother came in, he charged in, he, and um, he, um, he just took over. He took one bed for himself, and, and he went in his discussion. And, and before you knew it, it was 10 o'clock. It was a little bit after 10. And I'm there, you know, how do you tell, you know, your guests to leave? <laughs> I guess. I, I thought he would pick up on the signal because Minister Simmons, uh, he was resting comfortably on the bed. He put his head down. He closed his eyes. And my brother still didn't pick up on that. He wanted to talk about Adam and Eve and that kind of thing. And uh, eventually he found himself. He found the door, and he found himself out. And... <laughs> And uh, I, was, uh, I was happy for that. I mean, a mixed feeling, of course. I wanted him to stay because he has so much in him to give. And maybe, Brother, we ought to invite you down to uh, a little bit of paradise there near Nassau. And you can come and, man, all that stuff he's been given this morning. I didn't get a chart. 
And he said, if you come late, you don't get one. I just put my thing on this brown paper bag he had in front of me. I noticed that they're all they're gone. But, uh, I, I, brother, if there's any way you can get one that for me, I would certainly appreciate it. I'll put mine in the frame and put it somewhere in the house. Uh, during the welcome time, uh, I don't know who it is. Yes, there's a gentleman there. He shook my hand, and he says, good morning, son. And uh, he says, your hands are so cold. And he looked at me and he said, you must be in love. I said, sir, I am in love. <laughs> you know, my wife passed 2007. She had cancer for some uh, nine years. And uh, the Lord brought someone my way, a beautiful lady, uh, Chanela Ferguson, and we're going to get married uh, December 4th. And so, brother, I am in love. You were right here. You got a vision from the Lord. And, 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 and I'm going to just throw this appeal that I want you uh, to pray for me, pray for my children. Uh, they want to hold on to dads, you know. You know how it is. I have a daughter who is 22, uh, and I have a, uh, a, another daughter who is 26. She's married, and she's in Bermuda. And then I have a son who is 27. And uh, I just would like for you to pray for my children. Uh, the, the younger daughter, she's going to go over and pursue medicine uh, next month, going to Jamaica, in fact, and uh, remember the family in prayer. Also pray that God would bring in all that I need to have a wife. I take it seriously that you take a wife, you provide for her, you do everything. And so ask God, as you remember this preacher, ask God to give him some help in terms of his finances and uh, everything else that goes along with the package, okay? And so, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I do that uh, for me. Um, would you take your Bibles this morning and turn to the, uh, an epistle that was written by the Apostle Paul. I'm talking about Colossians chapter uh, 3. Colossians chapter 3 uh, there in the Scriptures. I believe that um, Pastor Williams really set the pace already and set the foundation in the Sunday school class this morning for this Bible conference. It's so descriptive uh, and the way he presented that. And so uh, I believe and I hope that the Lord help me as we go through this. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. If he then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, shall we pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus. What a name. It's through the name that we have salvation. It's by the name that we access the throne of grace. What a name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have the privilege to be here this morning, a community of faith, believers, persons who, we who love the Lord. And Father, we thank you this morning for your word. 
We thank you for the Bible. And this passage that we give attention to, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, Holy Spirit, come. Guide our thoughts. Magnify the word of the Lord. Edify the saints in this church this morning by the preaching of the word. For it is in your name we pray, in the name of Jesus. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I had a friend, a college friend, a young lady from Nassau. We attended Clearwater Christian College for about three years there in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, she had an interesting experience. And the interesting experience is that um, we usually travel back and forth together. This particular time, I didn't travel with her. And she traveled along on a Christmas season. And from Clearwater, we traveled to, they would travel to Tampa, the airport, to make a flight to Miami, and then on from Miami uh, to Nassau. And so she caught the plane in Tampa and um, made it to Miami. Now, if you know her, her name is Christine Stubbs. She's a very talkative, very sociable individual. So if anyone sits next to her on the airplane, she's going to engage in conversation and go on and on. And that is what she did. The plane stopped, and there were persons, the stewardesses, now those who need to make a connection flight, you embark the plane right now, and you go and find your connecting flight. As she uh, stayed on the plane, she's supposed to leave and find uh, the the other uh, uh, station and then go on into Nassau and Bahamas. But she stayed on. And uh, a couple hours passed, and she, it was time to leave. And when she left the plane, she saw white everywhere. She had never seen snow before. <laughs> and not only the white everywhere, she was um, very, very cold. She was not prepared for uh, the, uh, the coal, and she, the plane was in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. That's where it stopped. And uh, she just screamed at the top of her voice, what's going on here? And, uh, well, arrangements was made, and the airline assisted her to get back to Miami and then on to Nassau. The point that I made, she should have set her mind on what was before her. She should have stayed focused that, hey, you're on from Tampa to Nassau to Miami. But something happened. Her mind went on other things and didn't pay attention. The title of my message this morning is Set Your Mind. Set Your Mind. Keep focus. Keep focus. Colossians chapter 3 and uh, verse uh, 2, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Let me make some preliminary remarks here and say, and concerning about what the Apostle Paul here was dealing with, the church at Colossae, which was situated in Asia Minor, some hundred miles from the port city of Ephesus. It was a prosperous city uh, before, but it was right now, this particular time that the letter was written, it was just a small town. And Paul wrote this uh, epistle to deal with some issues that was going on in the church at Colossae. 
In fact, a uh, false teaching. One, in the first place there, he had to deal with the Jewish element of observance of festivals and uh, um, the keeping of moon Sabbaths or Sabbaths, as we see in chapter 2. And then he had to correct them on some pagan uh, views, and um, there was the worship of angels and asceticism that he had to deal with. Then there was this false teaching as well, Gnosticism, where it was a philosophical and religious system which was based on knowledge rather than faith in the Christ. In Paul's response, he, he warns the Colossians not to be taken captive of any secular philosophy. We have to be very careful today that whether we are at university, we are at college, or we are in the workplace, or wherever we are, that we must be very careful about what capture our mind and our thinking. Otherwise, we could easily drift away and lose focus. And so in this little text here, the Apostle Paul says, set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. And uh, in addition, he exposes the uh, transient and the empty deceit and arrogance of philosophy. And he emphasizes the superiority of Christ, his saving work, his resurrection, When you open the book of Colossians, especially in Colossians chapter 2, Christ is magnified. Christ is the object of our faith. Christ is a sovereign. And let me say also that this little scripture here, this passage, it says, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. What it does not mean. Number one is, we're not saying here that uh, it does not mean that we are to follow our heart or follow our feelings. There's a whole lot that say, whether you're Hollywood, is that they follow, just follow your heart. Follow your affections. That's not what this verse is saying. Set your affection on things above. Set your affection on things above. Now, Brother Allen, I, I, I wanted to say to you earlier that uh, I to, may have to struggle this morning because the lighting is so dim in my reading of what I have here, but we're going to work through it. It does not mean... It does not mean that also the passage here is not saying that we are to think of heavenly things apart from Christ. The above things, if you check the text, is related to who Christ is and what he is about. You can be caught up in all the thing about heaven. 
You could be caught about the throne of heaven. You could be caught up on the streets of gold. That is not the focus. Whatever is the focus is a person who is the focus, and the focus is Christ, his death and his resurrection. The passage actually says, we who are Christians, our life is hid in Christ. We are dead, but our life is hid in Christ. There are so many times in our discussion and our, uh, our talk that we get away from the fact that the main focus is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Church is not a show. Church is not a theater. Church is not a stadium. We are not here to put on an act to perform. As a church in Nassau, and uh, so many of them, I guess, in other places, I walked into church, and there was this big picture of the pastor uh, on the backboard, and uh, he had a meter on his head, and it's what the Pope would wear, or the Anglican bishop. And so as soon as you get in, you see that. That was the focus, the mind himself. Church is not a theater. We're not here to put on a show. When we call the song leader to lead us in singing, it is every believer to join in and sing. Sometimes the man who is leading the singing, all he has to do or have to say, it is number whatever the number is. Or find a hymn in your bulletin board because, hey, it is not about him, it is about Christ. It is so important to get that. And so the verse is not saying that the above things are things of heaven and we ought to give attention to that. That ought to be the basis of our affection. No. And the verse is not also saying that, you know, we ought only to focus on the cognitive domain, meaning that, hey, all we ought to do is get the knowledge. I look at some of the other versions of, uh, in relative regarding this particular verse, and practically everyone says, set your mind. It is the Greek word for narrow, having to do with understanding and to be wise and to be mindful and to mind after. But isn't it interesting that you start with your head, you don't stop there. You work to your heart. And you work in the application of what you know and what you feel in your heart. That is what this is all about. What does it mean? What is the Apostle Paul really saying for us today? Set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. What I find quite interesting and we have to be very careful. I like with the brother said that every word, every phrase of the word of God, every article, whether it is definite article or indefinite article, is important. And it is without the article is important. The word is important. So all scripture is inspired. How does it go? All scripture is inspired by God. That the product of inspiration is the sacred writings that you have in your hand. Not the men who wrote. They were so guided by the Holy Spirit. 
And it's interesting here that the Apostle Paul didn't stop with set your affection on things above, period. He says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Why? Because if you leave the latter part off, you can come up perhaps just using the verse with this idea that all we ought to be concerned about are the excellent things of the world, full stop. Strive to be excellent on what there is on this earth. No, but rather he's making a contrast between all that is of the world as opposed to all of who is in heaven. Amen. He's making a distinction between that is of the earth and that which is in heaven. But Christ being at the center, there is the distinction. Your affection, uh, your focus, our focus, our affection ought to be on heaven. And the one to be worshipped is Christ himself who is in heaven. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are at a time in our life when everything around Christianity in one form or the other takes focus apart from Christ. We, uh, the Christmas season comes and goes, but you know what? Christ is not often the center of the Christmas season. You make all the trimmings and the trappings of Christmas one way or the other, that is the main focus, and Christ is left out of the picture. When it's Easter time, it is the same thing. With some other so-called Christian religious holiday, there's something else. We must set our mind or keep focus that Christ is superior. He is the focus. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 7 for a minute to understand uh, how we ought to or what it is that we mean by set your mind. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 7. Scripture interprets Scripture. And that's why it's so important for us to read through our Bible and in our study to relate Scripture with Scripture. And we'll see uh, what the Scriptures are saying to us. Chapter 8, verses 5 through 7. As a chapter, Romans chapter 8. Okay. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be cunningly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. 
but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. The idea here is that we'll be minded after the spirit. And that is a correlation with set your affection on things above. What are those above things that the scripture is in reference to? What uh, the Lord is saying to us when, when the Apostle Paul writes to the Christians at Colossae that set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. As we mentioned before, I believe it's in keeping with Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. But seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I would like to maybe let's give a personal illustration, if I may. I've had some challenges in my life. And just recently, I believe the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me and saying, all I want you to do is keep going. Just focus on what you know is the right thing to do and keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Someone has said, one of the theologians has said, that's where it says set. So that's a command. That's imperative. Set your mind or set your affection on things above. That's an imperative. You are commanded to do that. Stay focused. And then number two, in the tense is that we ought to always or keep on hey, staying focused and thinking about this, those things that are about Christ. And so when I reach to a bum in the street or a, an obstacle in my life, I'm reminded that just keep on going right. Just keep on doing the right thing. And God will work it out. It's a beautiful thing. You go before the Lord and says, Lord, I don't have this. And he says, that's all right. Just keep going. Keep focused. Do what you're supposed to do. As I alluded to just a minute ago, my daughter started her, her program at the university. So she said, Daddy, I want to be a doctor. I looked at her and like, you want to be a doctor? Maybe we could make it to after four years of college and that's it. She graduated May 21st and she came home and she was just tense and tense on, well, we're going to go further. And I'm like, no money. Maybe you need a different kind of job, Perry, to make more money to help her. And the father says, no, stay where you are, keep going. She uh, applied to the University of the West Indies, which has a campus in Trinidad and a campus in Jamaica. And uh, she said, Daddy, you know what I did? She said, I put medicine and dentistry, but I changed my mind. I want to do dentistry. I want to do um, medicine. 
she got an acceptance letter that says, you have been accepted into dentistry school. She said, but daddy, I don't want to do dentistry, I want to do medicine. I said, that's what you put on the form, honey. And this is what actually happened. She just got a letter the day before I came here that she's accepted in med school. She said, guess what? They only accept 15 persons from the Bahamas. And I said, you one of them? And then she said, you, you know what that means? That means that she is accepted, not at Trinidad school, but she's accepted in Jamaica school, and that means the government of the Bahamas is going to subsidize her tuition. I started a show. <laughs> Keep right. <laughs> and so uh, God was speaking to me and said, hey, Perry, just stay focused. Just keep your mind on those things, the calling that I've given to you in your life. Keep going. I will add all those things, those other things, to your life and to your family. And it has worked again and again for me. That the other daughter, she went to Bermuda. She wrote me a letter and says, Daddy, I'm going to apply for uh, a managerial position. Just a couple of years ago, Brother Allen, she was certified a public accountant. She's still relatively young. His daddy said, check it, check the resume for me. I checked it, and she sent it on. And she was the only one that was promoted at her level to be manager in the accounting firm. The father is saying to me again and again, Perry, you, you stay focused. You think on the heavenly calling that I've placed on your life, and all these other things that are necessary that I have for you in time, I will bless you and your family. I think we ought to have the view of God's kingdom and righteousness in our life every day. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been so distracted that you need to reset your mind get back and move forward. I was talking to Brother Allen just yesterday, I think it was, and I said, isn't it interesting that you have institutions and you have persons who just at their peak, and if they're not careful, the whole thing begins to drift and then collapse. You know why? Because someone or persons lost focus. And if you don't have the right perspective, and that perspective is that Jesus ought to be ever before you and allow his life to carry you from point A to point B to the very end. And that is what this is all about. And we live with the kingdom, we live with Christ in mind. And that is what's going to take us through. You see, if you rest on the things of this world, when they come from under you, you fall. If you were to go home today and you find that your house is all the way to the ground, whether it's earthquake or it's fire, what are you going to do? If that is all that you have, if that was your main aim and your main focus, that's it. You go crazy. You go crazy. 
if you go home and, and, and not that I want it to happen but this is reality this is this this real talk you go what happens when your dearest one God says I will take him and take her if that was your idol then what would you do what will become I met a friend of mine a pastor friend he says he says pastor he said preacher had a million dollars have passed from my hands. I said, you had a million dollars? I said, had a million dollars have passed from my hands. But his view of life is right. So when the million dollars passed from his hands, he's still standing tall because he has the right focus. And I drew this as another illustration is that I, a brother at our church, Tyrone Davis, his father passed. I went to the funeral and went inside the church and I saw my brother in the Lord so bereaved and so hurt. I prayed for him. And at that time, my wife was very, very ill. And the question in my mind was, if I can't make it in this with my friend, how am I going to make it if my wife were to pass and go on to be with the Lord? I was ready to burst in that church and run out. My wife did pass, and the Lord held me up. So much so, brothers and sisters, that when the funeral came, I was able to stand, as these three brothers could affirm, stand and eulogize her. Because, listen, my focus has been, for these past 37 years, it is Jesus and none other. And that every day, in my devotions, I had to reset myself, my mind, my thinking, and said, it is all Christ. And so as a 16-year-old boy, that has what been my motivation. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that with Christ in our thinking, the center of our thinking, we all will be able to make it. We thank you, Father, that the fact that the Word of God again and again reminds us, reminds us that we ought to love you with all our heart, our old soul, our mind, our spirit, and that it begins with our thinking and allow the word to work in our heart. And then the, um, the outward expression of that is our life. Oh God, help us today to be true to your word, to be fixed on your holy thoughts, to seek your kingdom and all your righteousness, and that you will take care of all the other material things that are necessary for our life here on this earth. We ask these favors in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you, Brother Cunningham. Appreciate it, Pastor Perry. And we're grateful for that. Grateful for the reminder about keeping focused. And you know, that may be where you are today. Out of focus. And needing to be brought back. And so we want to sing a hymn of invitation, give you an opportunity to come this morning if that's the desire in your heart, and get reset. Brother Bob. <laughs>